0: As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique clinically-researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure, as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats Heart Shoes has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com, danasbeats.com
1: based on the briefing um, from my law enforcement officials and based on the evidence that we were able to accumulate, uh, he has now been upgraded to a suspect. And we're asking all New Yorkers uh, to assist us in his apprehension. Uh, Please do not approach him. Uh, If you see him or if you know about his his whereabouts, please notify law enforcement.
0: So that's the mayor, Eric Adams, who's speaking about this on, they don't have this guy. What took place yesterday, that uh, guy who shot up, thankfully there were no fatalities, but he's the guy who uh, shot up the subway there in Brooklyn and let off a smoke bomb. He had a, what is it, a backpack of firecrackers and axe. Jeez, all ki- I mean, all kinds of stuff. He was there to do some damage. And they're looking for this person, this individual... And it's just crazy how they haven't, all the security cameras, and they haven't been able to get him. Yeah. So, wow. We're, uh, we're going to die, because this is because an FBI issue. Oh, it's like, how is this guy still running around? How is this still running around? Welcome to the show. It's Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. I am Dana Lash, your hostess, your lovable curmudgeon. Uh, welcome to the nationally syndicated radio show you can watch the simulcast of that the video online or on the first tv it's up there too we're gonna get there's a lot there's a lot i I just i have it labeled crime because we've seen and not just in uh new york but everywhere hammer attacks people shoving people onto the subway tracks crime did you know crime has spiked over 50 percent in just one year that's in New York. Over 50%. It's like, you know, 51 something percent, but it's spiked over 50% in a year. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. But this person, they got, they got this, this guy's name that they've been um, sharing. They said that he's the guy who rented the truck and there's all this kind of stuff. The, here's my big question, though, is apparently, so this guy, this Frank R. James dude, he's a black nationalist. Just be be straight up about it. Aren't political leanings, isn't that something that always comes into play anytime something like this happens? Are we not going to have this conversation like we're not going to have the conversation when the guy got behind the wheel of an SUV and mowed, a a black nationalist got behind the wheel of an SUV and drove through a parade of people? But white supremacy, we're told, is the greatest terrorist threat. That's just what... Alejandro Mayorkas was saying when he was talking to Al Sharpton's Grifting Action National Network or whatever it was when he was talking to them I mean really it's crime is a crime is a crime that's ultimately how we should be looking at it but we live in an era where everything is stupid and I pray that an asteroid obliterates this rock I'm not kidding I am totally fine with that if you were to say Dana there's a giant asteroid sweet sweet meteor death headed our way I would be I'd literally grab like a tiki drink and I'd be just chilling in my yard with my sunglasses on waiting for the big hit I am NOT kidding you I'm totally fine with it everything sucks and I'm also a cynic so maybe you're you know more of an optimistic person than I am I am uh, more of a cynic than Diogenes so this Frank R James person of interest had a smoke bomb all of these videos. he had tons of videos, tons of rants. He was mad he was he said that uh, the majority mentally homeless people were black. He uh, ranted about he hated to gaze apparently. He said that because uh, he was a machinist and he said it is the most racist trade in the country. And he said it's a bunch of, I can't even say what he said, a bunch of racist white blanker blankers in that trade. He said that black people and white people shouldn't exist on the same planet. He had all kinds of posts about killing people. He was livid that Kentonji Brown Jackson was married to a white man. So, yeah, he's a big giant race city racist. But I was told it was to white supremacy, though. I can't. I'm looking at my video monitor. He does not appear to be white. You're saying. But I was, I, and I bring that up because that's the identity politic that Democrats have been playing this whole time. And, but this. Whew. Yeah, he had all kinds of crazy stuff. All kinds of, it was talking about shooting and killing people. But we got people that were being watched on for unlawful parading. Okay. There you go. I just, uh, but they're looking for him. He's on the loose. They had to get uh, Eric Adams additional security because they, uh, he 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 was mad at Eric Adams and he was ranting about Eric Adams as well. I don't want to play any of this guy's videos, but geez, he had one drunk rant where he was like, white people and black people should have no contact with each other. And every white person he's, he's wearing his hat and his shirt. And he's like, I, you know, every white person's mad because black people are no longer slaves. This is the stuff he says. He's like literally verbatim. That's the stuff he's saying in his videos. This crazy. So we have this guy, and then we got the guy who is mowing people down in Wisconsin, but you know, jeez. But the FBI, are they on the, are they watching for him? They have time to set up a kidnapping plot in Wisconsin? They got time to sit here and go after people for unlawful parading? They talk a hell of a lot about white supremacy, but we've had two mass casualty. One, This could have been a horrible mass casualty incident where you had two black nationalists. No words on that? I mean, crime is crime, but hey, Dems do de rules. Democrats insist on making crime about something that that's, has to always be seen through the lens of race, which I think is stupid, but it's the left. Good heavens. I'm not in a bad mood today. I just hate everything. You know what I mean? Like, you can hate everything and not be in a bad mood. I'm just saying. I dressed up for the people watching the simulcast today. I swear to you, sidebar, I own a lot of the same thing. I don't like to think about clothes a lot. I'm not, I hate, I will own 50 million of the same black apparel. For real. King can attest to this. I just don't care about, I don't like to worry about stylists. I would be a stylist nightmare. But does it come in black though? Yeah. But I, but I dress, cause I wore, see, I wear a big necklace and I think that's fancy. Look at me being fancy with you. So I dressed up, you know, I was doing something proper for the people in the, in the chat and all that. Look at you. I dressed up for you today. So I got, uh, I, I, I'm just going to go, so this is what I, I, crime, we have immigration, economy and tech. I want to hit that, This I'm going to try to hit these things this segment, because I have a ton of stuff for you, and then later on we got uh, uh, the, we're going to have to talk about some of the people being busted into D.C. Texas AG Ken Paxson is going to join us. Speaking of the immigration, so the first Texas bus dropped people off blocks away from the Capitol in D.C., and you know, I was waiting for that, w- that welcome wagon from the left, Because they're all like, oh, we got to help these people, etc. I mean, at the very least, I was waiting for Maxine Waters to roll up in her limousine and be like, go home. They're all back on Easter break. Everybody's like back in their district for Easter break. So it's Easter break right now. Congress is not in session. But they had dozens of people that were transported from Texas to D.C. The first arrived this uh, this morning. There's another bus on the way. It pulled up at 8 a.m., blocks away from the U.S. Capitol. And they're from the Del Rio sector. The majority of people on the bus are from Colombia, Cuba, Nicaragua, and Venezuela. And we're not talking about people who are like fleeing war-torn areas like people in in Ukraine. I mean, these are people who are like, hey, we want to go to the United States and get work. And I understand because what happens when you have, you know, tyrannical governments like where they come from? You people don't, you don't have jobs. It's all corrupt. I don't see a welcome wagon, though, of the left. I see all this video. I was watching all this video, and I was watching all this. Everyone's like, the White House goes, oh, this is a publicity stunt. The White House called a bunch of people. They called a bunch They called a bunch of people who entered the country illegally a stunt. Where's your humanity, White House? Dems to rules, right? They called them all a stunt. You know, realize, and I get it that people keep going, oh, well, it's voluntary. They can't force people on the bus. And, where, where's your welcome wagon? That's irrelevant. Where's your welcome wagon? Where's AOC? Look, the border came to you, girl. Where are you at? And these buses are going to keep going. See, the, there was a Supreme Court get, case, and this is why, and I'm going to talk to, to uh, A.G. Paxton about this. Because everyone's like, well, why can't, and I agree with you, why can't, you know, just send them right back across the border? So back in 2012, and this isn't Jim Brewer was governor of Arizona. It was Arizona v. the United States. And as per that Supreme Court case, states are barred from making their own immigration policies as it relates to federal immigration. But what if you're a border state and you have the federal government that is, by way of its determination, forcing the state to not only bear the financial burden, but also forcing the state's agents To bear the burden of administering federal policies that the federal government refuses to support, either through physical resource or financial resource. See, that to me is like a Prince of U.S. violating the commandeering clause. That's what I'm that's what I'm seeing. We're going to talk to A.G. Ken Paxson about this because I'm just... Because I know he's got, there's a number of lawsuits going around. And I just want to kind of get the, the skinny on whether or not that's going to be one of the things that, you know, I'm just curious. We've got questions. But I see people who are just, uh, and, they're, and and look, I'm going to tell you this too. People who come to the country and come to the country legally and people who are looking for work, I don't begrudge anybody looking for work. It's honorable to look for work. It is honorable to have a job. I just get the sense that, you know, hardworking people that are coming, just come in legally. That's what we're, wanting, we're asking because this is a crazy world. You saw what happened in the subway. We kind of want to know who's coming in. And we have every damn right to ask that regardless of what people look like, regardless of where they come from. I reject all identity politic arguments from weak-minded people on that on that issue. But I will say I'd rather have a million Hardworking people come across the border the right way over the span of time as our resources and we can accommodate. Then a million hipsters, no joke. Hipsters annoy me. We got a lot more to get into. This is uh, what we got on deck because now Elon Musk is being sued by Twitter shareholders. They're trying to do everything that they can. They are anticipating. I would imagine they're trying to get a buyers group together. They're anticipating a hostile takeover. Where I Elon Musk. I would buy Twitter just to shut it down. I really would. I'd shut the whole damn thing down. I, it's crazy, but I would. It'd be such a waste of money. I don't, I actually, part of me is like, don't, that's so financially irresponsible. Is it though? mean, if you have like a frillion, caprillion dollars, I mean, he's like worth $11. I think approximately. I'm just, you know, I don't know. I go back and forth on it. We have that for you. And uh, producer price index inflation hits a new record of 11.2%. Yay. And we'll talk about how Biden's not really his plan to lower gas prices is seriously problematic. Speaking of Biden, he got pooped on by a bird. There was a video and then join the club. Visit BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana to save 20% off your purchase in your first coffee club order. That's 20% off with promo code Dana at BlackRifleCoffee.com slash Dana. Fuel your life with America's coffee, Black Rifle Coffee.
2: And now, all of the news you would probably miss. It's time for Dana's Quick Five, brought to you by Caltech.
0: Gilbert Gottfried passed away yesterday. was announced at age 67. He had a rare genetic muscle disease that apparently triggers a dangerously abnormal heartbeat. It was a form of tachycardia that ultimately uh, that was listed when the announcement was first made. The announcement came yesterday, and it was actually, it was posted on Twitter as well because his publicist and longtime friend Glenn Schwartz. Uh, just so sad. I, I mean, golly, sixty-seven years old, and that seems he doesn't he didn't even really look sixty-seven. He seemed so. He had, like, a very youthful energy. Golly. I mean, him and Norm and and Bob Saget and then Louis Anderson. Oh, my gosh. What is happening? I'm depressed. Let's see. I don't know. We'll, we'll try to turn that around. So NASA, as I said, spotted a giant smod, a sweet meteor of death. Well, it's 500 trillion ton ice ball headed this way. Now, the good news is that it's a 500 trillion ton ice ball that's headed this way. The bad news is that it's about 2 billion miles away, and it's not predicted to get any closer than the planet Saturn, and it's not expected to get near us until 2031. So that's a lot of wokery that can happen from now until then. So, I mean, we they actually can't measure how big it is because it's too far away. So, Biden got pooped on by a bird yesterday while he was speaking, and I watched that video 5,000 times, and I think it's the gift of tw- gif of 2022. I think this is a kind of a nice try headline. Bitcoin fans are psychopaths who don't care about anyone, according to a study. What about people who write headlines like that? Out of curiosity. U.S. is going to send $750 million in additional military aid to Ukraine as well. Stick with us. we got a lot more in store, including how in the hell is what I'm going to share with you coming up next, a headline. If there's only one word to remember about kel it's innovation. A privately owned family company, kel has been making one-of-a-kind American-made firearms since 1995. Driven by creativity, kel doesn't just copy other weapons on the market. They innovate new ones, including the new P-15 9mm Striker Fire Pistol. The P-15 is kel first striker fire handgun and is the lightest and thinnest of its kind. Featuring a totally unique patent-pending extended magazine, the P-15 pistol's other features include fiber optic front sight and adjustable rear, ambidextrous safety and magazine release, as well as a gator grip texture that increases stability and makes for easy, accurate handling. The P-15 is fun on the range, but it's definitely great for serious home protection. To find out more about the P-15 9mm striker fire pistol and all other kel weapons and products, check out kel- KeltecWeapons.com. That's K-E-L-T-E-C-Weapons.com. Keltec, weapons.com. Kel-tech, creating innovative, quality firearms to help secure your world. KeltecWeapons.com.
1: Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time.
0: People just want an endpoint. Do you have one to give them? What I can say is that people deserve to know that their president that our
2: administration is concerned enough to do something about it. And so that is what we are doing. Hmm.
0: What? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like we're doing some things about it and stuff. Welcome. Such as maps. Welcome back to the show. Dana Lash here with you. In the middle of our first hour. That was the uh, VP. What can I say that people deserve to know as their president? They're concerned to do something about it. So... That is what we're doing. What are you doing? Something about it. Oh. Like what specifically? Something. And? About it. <laughs> See, the about it is the specific, about, about it, yeah, mm-hmm, the things about it, something. She's next in I'm not, I mean, yeah, this is literally what she's saying. <sighs> Oh my gosh. Oh, I would love to see her in like an actual serious debate. Oh, all right. So, I wanted to share with you this headline. Because this is one of the reasons why I just hate, just... You know how you see something and and your first reaction is is just, what? (laughs) That's kind of... This is from MSNBC. I'm just going to read the headline, okay? The far-right's obsession with fitness is going digital. That's the headline. Now, here's the article. I'm going to read it as it is. I'm just giving you the news, okay? Giving you the news. The, here's the headline and then the subhead. So you click it and it goes to this. MSNBC. Pandemic fitness trends have gone extreme, literally. White supremacist's latest scheme to valorize violence and hypermasculinity has gone digital. What? So here's the piece. It's by Cynthia Miller. Oh, okay, Cynthia. So here it is. Ready? I need to read it to you to absorb its just it. <sighs> Cynthia Miller writes It appears the far right. Has taken advantage of pandemic at home fitness trends to expand its decade plus radicalization of physical mixed martial arts, parenthetical MMA, and combat sports spaces. Okay, so interjection by me. Someone just discovered MMA. Earlier this month, researchers reported that a network of online fascist fitness, I gotta stop myself. Kane, that's the name of our new gym. Fascist fitness. Earlier this month, researchers reported that a network of online fascist fitness chat groups on the encrypted platform telegram are recruiting and radicalizing neo-Nazis and white supremacists. And they're luring them with health tips and strategies for positive physical changes what? <laughs> i swear to you this is real? i swear to you, this is a real piece oh, physical fitness right cynthia has always been central to the far right in mine comfy couch hitler fixated on boxing and jiu-jitsu <laughs> huh. okay let's get back to it. Mm-hmm. in modern times far-right groups have launched mixed martial arts and boxing gyms in ukraine in canada and france such as uh, focus on, <laughs> on training far-right nationalists in violent hand-to-hand combat and street fighting techniques. Various reports have noted the role of combat sports and MMA in radicalizing and promoting far-right violence, which is difficult, which is different from far-left violence, apparently. They're just, there's they're different violences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The U.S. is behind, which is only going to become problematic because the phenomenon is growing in the country, building... On the established fight club culture of MMA far right extremists. She literally just now discovered MMA. She just and, and was like, I should write a piece on this. <laughs> the intersection of extremism and fitness leans into shared obsession with a male body. With with training and masculinity and testosterone strength and competition physical fitness training especially in combat sports appeal to the far right for many reasons <laughs> this is an actual article i want to give it an award <laughs> oh my gosh i've never been my favorite article of the year <sighs> now listen they, she, this chick is really upset with this. Like, she just discovered MMA, and she's like, What is this? Recruits are encouraged, Kane, to link individual moral virtues such as willpower and decisiveness and courage. Wait. <laughs> is this the B? This is the article. This is continuing. Oh my gosh. And then she writes, second to last graph Fitness, of course, is a staple. And a hobby for many people, for whom it is enjoyable and rewarding for brain health and overall well being. Where did this, was this a live journal entry? Who wrote this? Were they ten? Physical fitness channels dopamine cane, adrenaline and serotonin in ways that feel good. Intertwining those ideas with hate and dehumanizing okay. <laughs> ideas is a dangerous and powerful cocktail of radicalization. What? Oh my gosh. So now she she's found her Cynthia Miller. Nobody knows what the hell she does. She uh believes now her mission is to is online fitness. She's going to stop it. <laughs> oh my gosh. So how is it extreme? This is written by a woman who apparently has lived under a rock for the past 20 years, has not known about about MMA being like a worldwide common uh, skill and and sport. And she, I guess she's never paid attention to any of the far left fighters that have ever walked into the octagon. This is one of the dumbest things I've ever read in my life. Really. I mean, I I think she can't live without assistance, probably. I don't know. This is one of the dumbest pieces I've ever read. This is an actual headline. This is not from Babylon B. Kane, how, do you like fitness? You're a Nazi. <laughs> Next from Cynthia Miller. Hitler wore shoes and so does the far right. I examine in a 3,000 word deep dive. <laughs> <laughs> Newsflash. Next from Cynthia Miller. Nazis drank water, and so does the far right. I explore the far right's obsession with water. My next MSNBC deep dive. <laughs> I explore the far right's obsession with wearing shoes like Hitler. My next MSNBC deep dive. I mean, where does it end? Where does this end? This is the dumbest thing. This is from, this is MSNBC. They actually, she wrote this, and someone's like, hmm, I will publish this. And they published it. Oh my gosh. Everything is, oh my gosh. This is, I can't. I'm not, I swear to you, I will link it in the newsletter tonight. I promise you, I'm not making this up. I mean, I like to think that I'm funny, but I can't, you can't make this up. So apparently, if you want to be fit, you're a Nazi. Juan's like the fittest of us here. I never knew he was such a fascist, right? Like you are a major fascist if you're fit. Everyone in the Olympics are Nazis. <laughs> oh my gosh! So okay. I'm, I'm assuming. I really want to like Google her and see. Just I'm just curious as to what she looks like because her. Oh, you did? Oh, whoa, Oh whoa, 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 wait! Is it exactly what I think it is? I don't know. You I'm leaning South Park. Well, kind of. Oh, oh okay. So. I don't want to be mean, but I, I mean, one of the reasons that you guys are friends with me is because I say, I say things that you don't, and I don't care. Can I just say, I don't mind how, I don't mind, I have weird style, right? I, I am not going to, I am not going to exempt myself from accepting shade because I realize that I dress basically like a goth toddler would. I mean, I'm, again, in an adult black onesie. It's, It's crazy. But I do have a problem with wearing a turtleneck and then a cardigan, and they're the same color, and then wearing a necklace over it. I am not a fan of the necklace with the, with the turtleneck. Not a fan of it. It's very Mrs. Roper to me. I can't handle it. And also, she seems like someone who would annoy the hell out of me at a dinner party. I can really judge people just by first glance. And I know you're not supposed to, but I'm doing it. Not judging, but taking an account. Which is not a synonym for judging. Because I said it's not. It identifies as separate. I don't even want to look at her Twitter. Do I do? Do I? Yeah, I do. I'm going to so make fun of this. I am so going to make fun of this. I just, um... oh, and she's going off on preppers because heaven forbid. Oh, my gosh. So there you have it. I can't, you guys. I'm trying. That's an actual article. What What are you? Kane's over there going, what is this? What?
2: Her timeline is riddled with this type of take on virtually every subject. Why? I don't get it.
0: Oh, my gosh.
2: It's like they hired her and they said, hey, why don't you just write hit pieces on things that don't need hit pieces?
0: Why don't you, yeah, act like stuff that's old is new. She's like like the person who finds the meme from 10 years ago. Can you believe? Let's look at the toxic masculinity of Charlie biting his brother. (laughs) I mean, that's what. Oh, my. Yeah, it's it's no. Mm-mm. <sighs> All right, so I had to share that with you because I could not believe that that was an actual headline. So coming up, a few other things. It's uh, going to get expensive out there, and Twitter's shareholders decided that they want to go after Elon Musk because they're accusing him of failing to disclose Twitter shares in time, and they said that he was able to buy these shares. At a lower rate because he didn't reveal that he was what he was doing. We're going to get into that because the lawsuit says he was required to file his stake with with the SEC within 10 days after passing that 5% ownership threshold. And he didn't do it until April 4th. And they said that individuals who bought out of the stock missed out on the share price increase. So there's I think they're just mad. They're mad they mad? The end of 2021 saw inflation rise by almost 7% in just one month. And that means in 30 days, your dollar became 93 cents. This year, the stock market has been dangerously volatile. Gold provides a hedge against inflation, which is why you should trust Legacy Precious Metals for investing in gold and silver. Inflation isn't slowing down. It's escalating. Trust Legacy Precious Metals to give you unbiased counsel based on your personal situation. It's time to be proactive and take steps to protect yourself. Legacy Precious Metals will advise you on all of your options, whether that's rolling your existing retirement account into a gold IRA or whether that's holding physical metals directly in your home. Speak to an IRA expert at Legacy Precious Metals. The number is 866-580-2088 or download their free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Protect your family's wealth with Legacy Precious Metals. Call 866 866- 580 or visit LegacyPMInvestments.com.
1: Of all your favorite talk hosts, one of these is not like the others. The Dana Show.
0: I was reading this story. That was, it's uh, from Star County, Texas. And this uh, husband of a woman was he was very upset because the wife uh, had an abortion and didn't tell the husband and then apparently finds out and he was very upset with what had happened and they had filed for divorce the day that uh it's like all like crazy the headline is that Uh, The husband of a woman arrested for abortion in Texas slammed her decision to terminate their child as it's revealed he filed for divorce on the day of her arrest. And he found out in the news that his son had that she had aborted their child and his wife was arrested for self-induced abortion. He filed for divorce and then the prosecutor apologized for charging the woman with murder, a decision that was later rescinded, Uh, said, I never meant to hurt this young lady. The Texas Heartbeat acts as a subhead prohibits abortion after fetal heartbeat is detected around six weeks into the pregnancy. So she was like, pass that. Um, that's, to not tell, first off, you know how I feel about that. Secondly, six weeks into it too. Third, you have a husband. You have a partnership. That's not about health. This wasn't a health decision. So I, I'm just, just shocked yeah, the guy, the uh, prosecutor, Ramirez, filed charges against Herrera, and then he withdrew them and apologized to her. Just, wow. And this husband, who is livid, and he now, I mean, he, this just is crazy. Just crazy. Because I tell you what, if they had split, and he didn't want to take care of the child, she'd be dragging him to court for child support. That's a, it takes two decision, but how the hell to, to terminate the life of your child, to not have that... First off, separate that from whether or not you agree with abortion or not. You guys know where I stand on this. But to even not have that discussion with your husband—how is that not a takes two decision? Are you kidding me? See, this is what I'm saying. Cam Newton wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong. Whoo! It's making me mad. I may need to turn the air conditioning down one. Kane, is that going to be too? Is that going to be too toxic? Masculine? Am I too toxically masculine? For you, if I turn that air down,
2: that this makes me mad.
0: When I get mad, I get warm, and I'm like, ooh, ooh. My grandma, my mom would pull her hair up when she'd get mad, like, oh my gosh, someone's fixing to get their eye double snakes beat. Not that you know it happened, but you know. So this is what I got coming up. You remember this, uh, the college, the Oberlin College, where you had some students who stole at this bakery, Gibson's Bakery in Oberlin, Ohio, and. Then uh and they pled guilty but then everyone said oh the bakery's racist because the people who who were trying to steal and pled guilty happened to be black and there was this big race row and the college you know tried basically uh uh pulled out of this contract with this bakery and the bakery ended up winning this huge lawsuit but now the the college doesn't want to pay up 33 million defamation award ordered by the court and the woke squad is still boycotting the bakery Stay with us, we got that and more coming up, second hour on the way. As you age, the fatigue and failing endurance you feel can't be fixed with more and more caffeine. So introducing a new way to start your day, Super Beats Heart Chews. They're a tasty treat that can give you the energy that you need and are good for you. No more afternoon coffees, energy drinks, or candy for a quick pick-me-up. Add two delicious plant-based Super Beats Heart Chews to your morning routine and promote heart-healthy energy for your day without a caffeine crash. Because Super Beats Heart Chews' unique, clinically researched grapeseed extract promotes heart-healthy energy and normal blood pressure as part of a healthy lifestyle. The grapeseed extract used in Super Beats chews has been clinically shown to be two times as effective at supporting normal blood pressure as a healthy lifestyle alone. Now, for my listeners only, you can get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. This is their best offer available anywhere. That's danasbeats.com. Get up to 45% off plus free shipping at danasbeats.com. That's danasbeats.com, danasbeats.com.
3: These trucks that Greg Abbott has blockaded from coming in to the United States are carrying parts that are destined for the factory floor in San Antonio, where we build the Toyota Tundra and Tacoma, to factories in Ohio and Michigan and other parts of this country. It's going to jeopardize jobs throughout this state and throughout the United States of America for that matter, it's gonna increase prices at our grocery stores even higher, and it's worsening a supply chain problem that we already had, and this didn't have to happen. It's the decision of one man and one man alone, Greg Abbott, some kind of political stunt that does nothing to improve the safety or security at our border, because these inspections are for Lawrence, things like the tire pressure or the way that the engine might be running in that
2: 18 wheeler. Hmm,
0: hmm, hmm. What am I? That, so that's uh, Robert Orourke, <laughs> who is oh, was he on uh, the MSNBC guy's show? The guy who thinks he's Shakespeare. Lord so no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he was on his show talking about well, Abbott's. You know, it's a political stunt. Beto Orourke is a breathing political stunt. Welcome back to the show, your lovable curmudgeon, Dana Lash, here with you on this Wednesday. Whew. He's, he's an entire stunt. Where was uh, Bader there? He's, I haven't seen him. He hadn't been back at the border. He, he it, yeah, he's, I, where was the welcoming committee from the left? I'm curious. I haven't seen it. Gosh, can you believe? This guy's going to, instead of getting a job, he's going to run for every seat that he possibly can because he, he got high on his own farts. I don't know how else to say it. Like the left told him, they ran him. He was just a prop to, to seed voters. To seed the ground and register voters—that's all it was. But he really believes that he can do it. It's like it's like watching me trying to understand football. Not going to happen, right? <sighs> Stop trying to make fetch happen. Okay, so a few things because I got some woke stuff and all kinds of craziness to get into. This uh, whole piece—I remember this story with the Oberlin college and it was this bakery that was now they're being subjected to all of these like ridiculous protests oh this is nuts this whole story I feel bad for the family that owns this so <clears throat> I don't know if you all remember this this uh appeals court had determined that that Oberlin has to pay Gibson's Bakery a lot of money for defamation. This it's a crazy case. There was a some wokery in this. A woke college student and some of these uh, their woke administrators, they said that Gibson's bakery was guilty of racism because they dared to prosecute three students who shoplifted. And they Just they tried to destroy this bakery. This is mob rule, right? This is when you're determining innocence or guilt in the public sphere, as opposed to a court of law. And so, this uh, it was a Washington Free Beacon piece, and it was a it's a bakery that's in near Oberlin College in Ohio. Students there accused these these the the people who own the bakery of racial bias because they had prosecuted three shoplifters and this um, it was and they said that the the students said you know we're trying to steal from the bakery they accused the shop owners of racism and then there was this very public campaign of destruction against the bakery that was taking place they protested them they you know they They said that the owners were racist because they were prosecuting the students who had visited their shop. But it was actual, there were three students, and by the way, it was two black students, one white student. They had physically assaulted one of the bakers, Alan Gibson, during the whole shoplifting innocence. And they all pled guilty to attempted theft and aggravated trespassing. That's the other thing. I mean, people forget apparently all of that in this story. They, had ass- they physically assaulted Alan Gibson, one of the owners of the bakery. And so because the people who owned the business dared to call the police and then prosecute the thieves, they were called racists. And the Oberlin College's, some of the deans, some of their own faculty, the administration, participated in the woke protests against the bakery. But here's what's interesting. As the story progressed, as the Free Beacon noted, 40 people in the you know, years past had been arrested for shoplifting there, and only six of them were black. And so they had um, Oberlin, what, has like a $800 million endowment They're all social, it was all social justice warriors, and so they, the the bakery, they ended up, they sued Oberlin for defamation from everything that they were involved in, and they won. They won a massive, they won an 11 million dollar verdict. And by the way, the people, the, the students who stole, one of the people had tried to steal two bottles of wine by hiding them under his shirt, and uh, they had slapped, and the guy, the, the guy, Alan Gibson, the, the baker, was trying to take a picture when they were in the store. And Alan, uh, one of the guys, one of the uh, shoplifters slapped his hand, and uh, it, it hit Alan in the face. And threw the two bottles of wine on the floor, and he attacked Alan. I mean, it was crazy. And But it was the people who owned the bakery that were apparently the bad people. This is nuts. So they were, they they were, and by the way, there were also, there was also body cam footage that was released um, where they went in and they, the police were interviewing Alan Gibson and his father, David, when all of this happened. And the video is still up, Ed uh, Gibson, it's still up on YouTube. And so the Oberlin students, all the woke people, they went out and they had their Black Lives Matter protests and all that stuff outside. They said it was a racist establishment, including Meredith Romando, the Oberlin College Dean of Students, who handed out literature also smearing Gibson's Bakery as a racist establishment. Wow. So Gibson sued Oberlin. They said the school was trying to hurt their business with false accusations. Uh... Gibson's also said that the school demanded that this, that that if there was any kind of shoplifting at the bakery that they call a school and not police. It was just crazy. So the school cut off all business with the bakery and the judge ruled uh, that the, you know, the case is going to go to trial and all this stuff. And so, yeah, they ended up winning. And now so that's the backstory. The appeals court, it went from 11 million. They ruled Oberlin has to pay Gibson's Bakery thirty two million yeah I think they they were uh, originally it was June 19 they got 11 million in compensation There was in a 33 million punitive and then that was reduced to 25 by the judge and then it went to appeal and the appeals court ruled in the uh, Baker's favor this is lawcrime.com but the ba- the school doesn't want to pay up School does not want to pay up. His sad thing is, is that the owner of the bakery passed away in November of 2019, before the long before the case was resolved. So, yeah, and Oberlin just doesn't want to, they don't, they don't, they don't want to pay up. And now they're continuing to boycott the bakery. Um, all this is still ongoing. This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. They're still, and the bakery's like facing ruin because... They had to slash their staff from 12 people to 4 people according to Daily Mail after the 2016 incident. Um, They've been under a lot of stress because people protest them. They boycott them. They've, you know, all of this. They get in front of the bakery and, you know, get engaged in shenanigans and all kinds of stuff. So I think Oberlin needs to pay up. Parents need to reconsider sending their kids to that POS school. It is. I was telling Uh, Kane on break so my son is one of my uh, my son is going to be a senior next year in high school he's got a 4.0 GPA it's like out of everybody you know in out of who would get a a, you know full ride scholarship to some university it would be him and he has no interest he has no good opinion of any university he says it's all woke BS and he is not going to uh, have any money spent facilitating that He's done with it. So super smart, super smart kid, and he's very stuck in his ways on it. So (sighs) we're trying to. He said he's gonna. He he. Well, he does want to start his own business. I'm like, it would be helpful to actually take some business classes, because if you're gonna start a business, you need a business plan, and and if and a business plan should not take forever. And you're gonna need to figure out how you're gonna get started, et cetera, et cetera. But. It's a weird decision because now it's everything is so crazy and so pronounced. It is such a different world from when I graduated and went to college. And now everything that kids are dealing with, I would have been, I would have gotten in so much trouble if I was a college student today. Oh, my gosh. (sighs) I feel bad for college kids today. We, We need to not be raising our kids with a spirit of timidity. That's not how we were. It's not how we were made. All right, so the CDC is going to extend the travel mask requirement for two weeks for some reason, just, just two 15 days. Where did In cane notes, where did we hear that before? 15 days to slow the spread, right? Yeah. 15 days to slow the spread. Um, hmm. The uh, CDC said they're extending the order. It was going to expire on April 18th. It's going to extend to May 3rd. So they can study the Omicron. So TSA on planes, buses, trains, hubs, they all have to, people are going to have to be wearing these stupid face panties. I'm, it's the dumbest thing. It actually, I think it actually makes you sicker. You're getting all that stuff. It's like, it's not filtering anything. It's not filtering this out. This is so dumb. This is not science. This is, uh, well, we got to look like we're doing something or we need to look like we have a handle on this. I mean, what is there to study? How long is Omicron? I've had, I had Omicron back in December. How, what, is, what else is there to study? Nothing. It's not doing anything. It's just, it's, this is pointless. I, I, I don't think we're going to have another lockdown because I'll go to jail first. You will literally have to physically send a SWAT team to come and make me. I'm so not even exaggerating. Not even. I will raise all hell. You should too. There's no reason to lock down anything. There's no reason to lock down an economy. There was no reason to do it in the first place anyway. You had a lot of Republicans stupidly going along with it. Yeah, there's... At, at least not like... I saw another video. I can't hardly bring myself to talk about all the, the stuff in Shanghai. If they if they if there was a video that came out, someone was outside with their pet and they just grabbed this pet separated this pet from its owner bagged it i can't i can't even i can't even that's when that's why you have a second amendment second amendment was there to curb a tyrannical government and if there was such a thing like that in shanghai then i would be encouraging people to take to the streets to with their second amendment craziness we got a lot more to get into including some foreign policy stuff also uh a couple of other things the um as it relates to gender. I know. Women are... Here, just quick headline. Women can be... This is from The Guardian. Women can be strip searched by trans officers who were born male. Say British police. Yeah. We're going to... I know. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get into all of that. Almost every day, we hear about another major corporation that's gone woke tormenting their employees with progressive propaganda and funding organizations that seem to hate the country and values and free speech and rights and the Constitution. So this is why I'm proud to support Patriot Mobile. It's America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. They offer the same nationwide coverage as the major carriers, so you get the same great service. Plus, you get the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech, life, and liberty. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget, and their 100% U.S.-based customer support team provides exceptional customer service. Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations that fight for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, our veterans, and first responder heroes. Visit PatriotMobile.com Dana or call 972-PATRIOT. Get free activation with offer code Dana. Veterans and first responders save even more, so make that switch today. Support a company that loves America, loves you, and shares your values. PatriotMobile.com Dana. That's PatriotMobile.com slash dana or call 972 patriot today
2: and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech
0: so this first up here biden's new atf nominee had once previously claimed that ohio rigged elections Oh boy, this guy—he uh, was running for AG in Ohio, Steve Dettelbach. He said in 2018 that uh, the Republican Dave Yoss was part of this mess, secret meetings, rigged elections. He tweeted this out. He actually tweeted it out. Yeah. What I know, this guy really for ATF? Can they find a, like a non nut job to be? I'm just curious to be uh, a non you know universal background check loving, red flag loving guy. A Pennsylvania man was arrested for putting Joe Biden, I did that stickers on gas pumps. Why can you be arrested? They they said uh, his name's Thomas Glazeski. He was arrested and charged after they caught him putting it on at a Turkey Hill gas station. Misdemeanor charge of resisting arrest, summary sum, summary offenses of disorderly conduct, criminal mischief. Uh, he put a. They apparently police tackled him in the parking lot because he put a sticker on a gas pump. He put a sticker on a gas pump. Now, I will... He apparently also sprayed them with clear coat to make them harder to remove. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't use no clear coat, okay? Oh, gosh. And Georgia's governor, Brian Kemp, signed constitutional carry. 25th state with constitutional carry. Go, Georgia! Stick with us. This week on the Federalist Radio Hour because it really seemed to be heading in that direction from the 2012 autopsy on down, it really seemed like the trajectory was to kind of be bulldozed by all of these priorities of the cultural left. And um, without, I guess, the the cultural strife of the last several years, and maybe even 2020, maybe this doesn't even have anything to do with Trump, but it has to do with the excesses that bubbled to the surface of our discourse in 2020 in very violent ways. um, I really think this is where the Republican Party was going. And I feel like a lot of Republican governors would have looked more like spencer cox i'm emily joshinsky of the federalist subscribe to the federalist on itunes or wherever you get your podcasts
1: shooting down woke culture one crazy headline at a time it's the dana show i mean this
0: is this is bad this has gotten really really bad
2: but we got eric adams let's go I'm rooting for you. we got to, you know, clear this. Clear this out. Get it safe for everybody. We for need, their yes. kids. So you had to work. Especially for the kids. We've got to make this a safer world.
0: Hmm. That is a, uh, an eyewitness to what happened there in uh, New York with uh, that shooting and all of that. Oh, my gosh. It's not a safe place at all. That was one of the witnesses. Welcome back to the program. We are in the middle of our second hour and uh, coming up later on in the program. In our third hour, we'll speak with Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. Uh, We got uh, we'll talk to him about all of this stuff. With uh, that's that's the buses going to the from the border to D.C. Curious if there's any welcoming committees. Just curious. All right, so let's get into it. This is this the weird the way that this has been reported on is really weird. This guy was a black nationalist. I don't think, you know, race shouldn't matter. I think motivation is important. But usually in the, through the lens of the left, it's always the most important thing is, you know, they white, black, Democrat, Republican, which, you know, you should really want to know, like, well, what really was the motivation? (laughs) But this guy had a string of insane videos and posts where he was hyper racist and, you know, all this stuff and very, you know, just he's... I mean, clearly there's something related to that and his motivation. But we were told by Alejandro Mayorkas, you know, DHS, that our really the biggest threat to our security is, is uh, white supremacy. I don't know what the FBI has been doing. They apparently spent more time playing on that Gretchen Whitmer kidnap plot than they did then they are doing I mean that's remember everyone was like oh that's white supremacy but it was the FBI that planned it I mean that's what ultimately ended up coming out of all of that Thims was fed boys Kane yeah. Thims was fed boys wild just wild I don't really it seems like there's a lot of these instances where you know, the FBI is either too busy looking for terrorist parents at school board meetings or setting up, you know, kid, orchestrating kidnap plots. I mean, maybe, just saying. If the higher ups were looking at, you know, stuff like, you know, this, because we had that one guy, Waukesha, ran through that parade. That was horrific. But, you know, that's considered like a one off, right? Jiminy Christmas. I don't know. I don't trust these intel agencies to be able to do what they need to do. Switching gears, i got to share this story with you. This is so ridiculous. No pun intended. Game. Women can be strip searched by trans officers who were born male say police. So this is over in Britain. National Police Chiefs Council. And I bring this up because it feels like this is going to be something that could eventually come to the United States at this point. Guidelines that were issued by that British police council urged chiefs. They actually, well, it says force chief officers to recognize the status of transgender colleagues from the moment they transition. The policy says it may be advisable to replace the officer carrying out the search if the detainee objects. But if the refusal, here it is. This is insane. Wait, can't wait. I haven't even gotten into this one. Wait, are you ready for this one? Let me drop this one on you. He's got a headache. Do you, you already had aspirin right yep. okay here's the line but if the refusal is based on discriminatory views that could be recorded as a non-hate crime incident so if you're a woman in britain and you oppose to a man who identified as a woman doing your strip search then that's a hate that you're going to get that's a crime women don't have any agents anymore this is what i'm talking about protections for women this is what gets eroded this guidance was very secretly introduced in December and it was brought to light by retired superintendent Kathy Larkman. So if a, if a police officer who was born as a dude but identifies as a broad, they can strip search female suspects. And if that female suspect says she feels uncomfortable, they, that's a hate crime. They said non-hate crime. That was a typo. That's a, it's a hate crime. They can be charged. So if you're a woman and you don't want a man strip searching you, because normally it's women who would deal with women and men who would deal with men, then that's a hate crime. Wow. It's like designed to set women up to get screwed. Yes, I did choose my words carefully. It's exactly what it is, Kane.
2: <laughs> the war on women continues.
0: Yeah, there's the war on women. So the this is the, literally the line from the guidelines. It says... Once a transgender colleague has transitioned, they will search persons of the same gender as their own lived gender. The hell's lived gender, King? I don't
2: know. It doesn't sound science
0: hmm. Chief officers are advised to recognize the status, the status of transgender colleagues from the moment they transition, considered to be the point at which they present in the gender with which they identify. Yeah, mm-hmm. like, do you have to lose the Frankenbeans or
2: these women are just trying to fly on planes and get somewhere? Like, why? Why do they have to put up with this?
0: Well, like a, I mean, it'd be female suspect strip search. This is not like just flying on a plane. Oh, I but I would was imagine TSA. though, if it's this, I would imagine it would be, you know.
2: Yeah, I thought this was TSA.
0: Mm-hmm. No, this is the, a British police council. But I'm saying. That this is something that I would not be surprised to see this being pushed here.
2: Yeah, this is, this is really odd no matter what the context.
0: Mm-hmm. Kathy Larkman was a police officer for over 30 years. She rose to the rank of superintendent, retired last year. She was very concerned with the declining trust women had in the police. And this followed a whole bunch of scandals, including the abduction, the abduction and murder of Sarah Everard by a serving police officer. Remember that? Huge story. And so women are becoming afraid and nervous about the police. All women, white women, black women, doesn't matter, in Britain. And last fall, there were some women that were upset that they had no option over the sex of the officer searching them. There were women who were, very, who were afraid. And so Larkman wrote letters to the College of Policing, the Police Federation and the MPCC, asking clarification. That what these women were 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 saying wasn't the case. But she said she was, quote, absolutely gobsmacked when they the police commission released its guidance to her. Uh, she's being supported by the women's right network, women's rights network, because existing law is that strip searches had to be carried out by an officer have to be carried out by an officer of the same sex. But now, because of the trans issue a man can identify as a woman and carry out the strip search of another wo- of of a woman. And so, everything that was being told to Kathy Larkman, these worries and these concerns that these women had turned out to be actually completely founded. So, wow. Boris Johnson said it was vital that women had single-sex spaces and biological males should not compete in female sports. And Larkman says that the new guidance about this really threatens women's rights to single-sex spaces, amongst other things. I mean, this is just insane. Because Sarah Everard, she was abducted, raped, and murdered by a police officer in March of last year, Wayne Cousins. And she said that, there were a number of other scandals that had happened, and I'm not talking about Me Too stuff, like, li- like you know, legit stuff. And that's made... And I'm glad that those... that, that people were prosecuted and appropriate actions were taken, but it's understandably made women nervous over there now about... especially in, in and around London about dealing with police. They had... there were two officers that got in major trouble because there were two murdered sisters and the officers were working on this case. And apparently... They took pictures of their dead bodies and were sharing them on WhatsApp while joking about their body parts and attributes. Not, see what I'm saying? It's not like Me Too stuff. It, this is like, you don't take a picture of somebody's dead mom and talk about her boob size, okay? And about what you would do if she was living. That's, I'm not joking. That's me being rated, rated PG on, or rated G on this. It wouldn't be on that. So, yeah there were some women and then this you, you, you add the complication Of the trans issue Of course women are going to be incredibly nervous See here's my whole point This is where the sexism lies If a dude identifies as a chick And says that he is Uneasy or uncomfortable About Having to use a, woman, a man's restroom Or having a man deal with him Oh my gosh he is catered to if a woman says she is uncomfortable about a man, I don't give a rat's ass how he how identifies, about a man in a woman's bathroom or about a man conducting a search on her, she's called a bigot. And in Britain, you'll get charged with a hate crime because women are being robbed of agency. That is what this is doing. This is exactly what people like J.K. Rowling and others are talking about when they say protections for women are being eroded. This is setting women's rights back by a century. I'm talking about just the right to, you know, your own agency. I'm not talking about second wave and third wave. I'm talking about Susan B. Anthony stuff. By the way, sidebar, I've seen some, and this is an exception, not at all the rule, but I've seen a couple of dudes, I think, uh, I don't really think that they're on the right, because anytime you talk about reducing liberty, that's a progressive position and not a conservative one. But I've seen a couple of dudes who are identified as being on the right, say, oh, women shouldn't have the right to vote. Uh, Those males can say that when they make more money than I do and pay more taxes than I do. So those boys can sit down. Now back to my point. That's a terrifying thing. Kane, you have a daughter. Not to give all your personal information out. It's true. How would you feel about your daughter if this expands and you have to deal with this no. at like TSA? Hell no. A man who identifies as a woman who wants to search your daughter, you know, the thing goes off and you gotta get pulled out and you gotta get the pat down.
2: Well, what what I find disturbing is that they don't address the fact, and this is the trans community saying this, that trans women who are actually men. Uh, are still attracted to women? Yeah. Um, so
0: because it's about who you identify as, not who, how how they say who you identify as, not how you go to bed with
2: a sexual assault situation.
0: Yeah, it's it. I mean, an outside of oh well, no, it's okay because it's a per- member of the government. It would be it would be considered sexual assault if it wasn't for that. It's ridiculous. It is absolutely ridiculous. I just. Um, Now you see why this is and this is a major issue over and uh, over in Britain and J.K. Rowling who you know she's on the left but she's she's like look there's a reason why you know there's there's we have protections for women and there's a, a you know a reason why that we have you know these things the way that they are and why is it that women's concerns are ignored and she's attacked She's absolutely a thousand percent correct. You have people like Stephen King. Stephen King, who actually tried to look down his nose at her. Didn't he have an orgy? Yeah, I remember I read it when I was in high school. And I remember there being a lot of weirdo stuff in there.
1: The Dana Show, sponsored by 30 years of game changing Caltech innovation like the P50. A new breed of pistol. Innovation. Performance. Caltech.
2: It's his life mission to make bad decisions. It's time for Florida Man.
0: Well, this story comes to us from the villages. Two residents from the villages confessed to voter fraud charges after fil- after filing two ballots in the 2020 election. According to court records, Charles Barnes and Jay Ketchik, Ketchick, sure. yeah, Kane's like that, that works. They pled guilty to casting more than one ballot in an election. That's a third-degree felony, and it could result in a maximum five-year prison sentence. Uh, I know. I don't know how they were registered, but that's they have to do all this community service and attend a 12 week adult civic class. (laughs) So, yeah, they got in trouble. Voter fraud charges because voter fraud exists. Don't be shady. Don't be shady like that. Uh, Also, uh, let's see here. There is a full a Florida man and a woman arrested for fentanyl while out on bond from a previous drug bust Jiminy christmas uh and those are the worst fake lashes i've ever seen uh, in that mugshot a florida man and woman were arrested for selling fentanyl again after they were served with a search warrant uh they had fentanyl they had fentanyl tablets they had all kinds of drug paraphernalia they were trafficking it apparently big time uh, and they uh, they seized uh, some illegally possessed weapons from the pair, Alejandro Mendez and Kayla Sablona. They so they're eighty six. One one of them bonded out on eighty six thousand dollars. I I just have a feeling that that one may not get recouped. I'm just saying that may not may not happen. A Florida man was arrested after punching and breaking a McDonald's sign. This is I need you to see this man's mugshot because it's worth it. So James Haberlin was arrested and charged with criminal mischief with damage to property over $1,000. He was at McDonald's and he got into an argument with a friend who was passing by on a bike and then he punched and broke the sign outside of the business. A witness reported that while stopped in traffic, she saw Haberlin walking in the roadway between the vehicles, talking to a man who was riding by on a bicycle, and then Haberlin got angry and punched the McDonald's sign, causing it to shatter. This was in Gainesville. The police department responded, and they... It's like twelve hundred dollars in damage because the bottom left corner was broken in the light bar. He is described as homeless. His hair is insane, uh, and uh, they he's so he's, he's in jail. He's been on a number of previous charges before. He's being held in two thousand dollar bond or two thousand dollar bail. Ooh, punching a McDonald's sign. Okay, uh, let's see. A Florida man says sorry about your luck when confronted for stealing food. <sighs> this guy. Uh, He was actually stealing food items At a store on April 5th Five finger discount He walked in wearing no shirt and a baseball hat And this was uh, Obviously in Florida But he was able to get away When the clerk confronted him outside The guy goes, sorry about your luck And then got into a red Mustang convertible And sped away on I-75 They're looking for him Sorry about your luck Third hour on the way, stay with us We saw today's inflation data. Seventy percent of the increase in prices in March came from Putin's price hike in gasoline. Love. Putin's price hike—it's except it's not. We all know it's not Putin's price hike, and nor does anyone believe it. Welcome back to the program. It's our third hour. I'm Dana Lash. Always good to be with you, and uh, your lovable little Kremagen. Lovable little Kremagen. There you go. Uh, all right, so. Uh, A few number of things to get into because the uh, and I'm going to come back to this economic uh, issue and how it's not Putin's price hike and a whole bunch of other stuff, including energy. Uh, We got A.G. Ken Paxton on later because buses have been going from the border. The first one arrived this morning in D.C., blocks away from the Capitol. And apparently another one is on the way. And so... Now, apparently, the, the guy, the suspect in what happened at the subway in New York, the black nationalist who decided to kill a bunch of people, uh, he was arrested. So the story that I'm seeing, let me pull this up. One of the they said that they were able, uh, they got the guy, and that the thing that helped led to it, uh, because he also apparently had a Metro card purchased with a credit card linked to. Uh, this what the suspect did. And it was swiped at a Brooklyn subway station Tuesday night, hours after the attack. And they apparently they think he was riding the subways after. And they, they it wasn't clear what his travel direction was, but, he, but apparently he was staying in the subways, riding them back and forth, apparently. That's at least initially what, I mean, there's going to be more information, but that's what's being reported by uh, a couple of people, including, uh, that's Logan Hall over at Daily Caller. So, whoo boy And we'll have all of that here coming up Okay, so no, it's not uh, Putin's price hike Amazon is now going to charge sellers A 5% fuel and inflation surcharge On fulfillment fees Beginning on April 28th And prime costs were Yeah, prime costs did go up (sighs) Hmm So, this is uh, by inflation. It's not Putin's price hike, and it's been trending like this. I said yesterday. You guys know this. I mean, it's all everybody knows. You know the numbers now. I mean, this has been doing this since uh, trending towards a forty-year high since he took office. I think they actually measured it because after it, the very end of January, beginning of February of twenty twenty that's when he started immediately like this stops this stops putting in his policies and after everybody got sworn in and they started breaking stuff then there you go just crazy you knew that was going to happen though that's kind of what's happening with etsy too how many of those people on Etsy? because they're all complaining about increased costs it's like how many of those people do you think voted for the, the guy who promised to who said he was going to do stuff that was going to increase costs deal with it what did you think was going to happen This is why we were all adamant about this. This is why we were like, please don't do this. (laughs) Please reconsider. You know, I'd rather have mean tweets right now. Please. Gosh, I would so rather have mean tweets than this. Because it's going to get worse. How bad do you think it's going to get? I'm always like very cautious. I don't like to be, I don't like hyperbole and I don't like drama. And I don't, I don't like any of that stuff. But, you know, I'm just wondering. I'm looking at my garden like, what else should I plant? I wonder if I can get some cows. Maybe mini cows have some sliders. I don't know. Something. Just have my own stuff. I don't know. Goodness. But it's bad. It's going to get, I mean, it's just the way it is. Prices, we were talking about the increase yesterday of every single thing. Now we're the the delivery. This is, I mean, it's total Biden inflation. And the left is like, no, it's Putin. It's complete Putin. It's not, though. Really isn't. It's his own monetary policy. And he's not walking any of that. I mean, he's actually succeeding in making... I can't even believe I'm saying this. Jimmy Carter looks sane. Wow, right? And that guy opened the lid on the Shah. Whoa! So, as it relates to some culture... And then I'm going to get into energy. Let me pull this up. Look at my—I'm kind of coming out of a couple of different places. First up, uh, this variety piece. I was reading this yesterday. So Hollywood, you saw this at the what was it—the Oscars—and it was at the Grammys and everything else. They're like, no, we say gay, Florida. We say gay. Except, you know, if we're releasing this movie in China. Variety reported that references to, the, to a gay relationship were edited out of the Fantastic Beasts movie, The Secrets of Dumbledore by Warner Brothers, for the film's release in China. But I thought they said gay, right? I'm just, didn't Hollywood, I thought they did, so they don't? When does Hollywood say gay? Are they going to go and protest China? They removed two lines from the film that alluded to a relationship between Dumbledore and Grindelwald. So, they said that Warner Brothers agreed to China's request to remove the lines, quote, because I was in love with you, and, quote, the summer uh, Gellert and I fell in love, end quote, from the secrets of Dumbledore. The rest of the film remained intact. Right, but I thought they said gay. Where's that at the? Uh, the uh, these people are such. You know why they they will do the. These people actually they don't care about any of this. These people are so black-hearted. They really are. They they they, they pretend that oh they care about everyone and you're erasing gay people and all of that stuff. When nothing like that at all happened in, with the Florida bill, but when it actually happens with China. They are too obsessed with making money. They're too busy selling out. They'll sell out for gay. That's what they'll they'll sell gay out. They won't say gay, they'll sell it out. Bunch of hypocrites. Do you think that they're going to protest with China? You know, the only person that actually stood up to China that I've, like, from what I've read in recent time was Quentin Tarantino because they wanted him to edit. once Upon a Time in Hollywood, because they didn't like how Jackie, or not Jackie Chan, uh, they didn't like how Bruce Lee was being portrayed because Bruce Lee, and it was a joke. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't slamming, it was a joke, and it was Brad Pitt's stunt character and the actor who was playing Bruce Lee, and they were facing off in the parking lot, and China wanted it edited to where Brad Pitt per- apparently got his butt kicked. And Quentin Tarantino told them to go pound sand, so Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was never shown in China. Because China has the, cen- the censorship board and they're very strict about what can and cannot. It has, you have to get past their censors. It has to be, you can't talk about China in a negative way. You can't portray China or any kind of uh, Chinese citizen or Chinese uh, iconography or anything like that. You can't, in order to secure a release in China and have access to how many movie theaters do they got over there? Eighty-something thousand? In order to do that, you have to get past their censors. So Warner Brothers is completely fine with, like, actually erasing gaze from the film. And it's not just Warner Brothers. It's all of them. All of them do it. If they want that release in China, they will all do it. It's such a joke. Would they rather have that money? These people are a joke. All those people that stood up there at the Oscars, Wanda Sykes and Amy What's-Her-Face. Thank you. I never really found her funny. I really didn't. Sidebar. I just, did you? I never found her funny. Like she tried to be self-deprecating in a way that just was not clever. It wasn't like Phyllis Diller or Joan Rivers. It was just, or or she was. she's no Gilda Radner. It's just not funny. It was
2: more shock value in the beginning.
0: I can't stand. Well, how many female comedians are going to be like? I lost weight, and that's going to be my whole shtick now. Stop it. Done with it. So, a let's see, a couple of the things. Uh, trans first grade teacher claims that doctors can guess a newborn's gender. That's a yeah. It's Brook Charter Schools in Massachusetts via Town Hall. They said that a first grade teacher at Brook Charter Schools in Massachusetts alleged in a Zoom call with students in kindergarten through second grade that a doctor may guess whether a newborn baby is a boy or girl and that the doctor can make a correct assumption if the baby turns out to be cisgender. I forgot what that means. I'm not going to actually... Yeah. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to use a, just a fantasy prefix. I'm not doing that. The teacher said... Uh, when the babies are born, the doctor looks at them and makes a guess about whether or not the boy is a girl. <laughs> I, uh, it's a race to the bottom, man. It really is. It is. It really is at this point. I can't, I, uh, I, I can't even make this stuff up anymore. I can't even make it up. Now, for tech, I told you a little earlier, too. That uh, Elon Musk is being sued by Twitter shareholders because they're claiming that uh, he did not he delayed in disclosing his stake. This is like his, ba- his fight with the Twitter's board because he declined. He was offered a seat on the board because they wanted to stop what they, I think, were anticipating was a hostile takeover. And uh, so then they, he rejected the seat on the board. So now the shareholders are suing him, saying that he did not disclose his stake in Twitter soon enough. And that he kept Twitter's share price down as a result. And they said that the suit alleges that Musk was required to disclose his stake in Twitter by March 24th. But he didn't do so until April 4th. And Twitter shares rose 27% on April 4th after he disclosed his stake, which investors viewed as a vote of confidence from the world's richest person. And so former shareholders led by Mark Rosella said the delayed disclosure allowed Musk to purchase more Twitter shares at a lower price while defrauding them into selling at artificially deflated prices. They seek Unspecified uh, damages, and they wanted want it to be a class action suit for all Twitter shareholders who sold shares between March twenty fourth and April fourth. That could take like a year. Is this drama? Is drama for the sake of drama? I mean, I don't, th- I don't even think they operate on the up and up. Who cares? Apparently, justice and truth doesn't matter. So screw you guys. You deserve everything you're getting. I'm not even going to pretend. Nope, not even. Not, nope, not gonna. Now, uh, we're going to talk with uh, A.G. Ken Paxton here coming up. And I, re- I had this as a headline yesterday. I put this up on Instagram, too. A green energy company, New Hampshire Journal, has been has, was found responsible for killing 150 eagles, including bald eagles and golden eagles, highlighting the unintended consequences of relying on sky blenders to generate electricity. They're not windmills. They're sky they're sky blenders. And it, I, I posted a photo of an eagle that was like dead by a by a sky blender. If that eagle was covered in oil, that photo would actually correctly be everywhere. And so ESI Energy was sentenced uh, just last week in Cheyenne, Wyoming for violations of the Migratory Bird Treaty Act. ESI is a subsidiary of Next Era Energy Inc. And they owned a bunch of other companies. They said that they didn't even uh, here's how they here's the ironic thing about it and the journal reports this they said the company's crime was not killing the endangered birds but doing so without having the proper permits yeah let that let that one simmer it's a sky blender it's gonna chop your birds up
2: (laughs) and now all of the news you would probably miss it's time for dana's quick five brought to you by caltech
0: So, Krispy Kreme is apparently going to offer uh, customers a dozen glazed donuts for the price of a gallon of gas. Look at that. North Carolina-based donut chain in a press release that came out out yesterday said that for a limited time, they're going to lower the price of a dozen glazed donuts from the regular price of $8 down to the national average price of a gallon of gas. There's going to... Kane's like, it's $8 for. I don't buy Krispy Kreme donuts, so I don't know how much there. Is it. I don't know. Like, what's the average donut price? Is that a lot or no?
2: At 50 cents a donut, you're at six bucks right there. I mean, that makes more sense to me.
0: Yeah, that's like crazy. I don't. Uh, that. Yeah, what? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that seems. It seems like did they inflate their regular average everyday price to come down to there?
2: <laughs> They're not doing anybody any favors.
0: I, well, I'm just curious as to how many people who are gonna be like, I don't need gas, I'm gonna eat donuts. I'm just wondering, you know. A California startup sends tiny robots on a voyage into your brain. I don't, I don't trust this. I, I don't trust it. <sighs> they are sending miniature robots deep inside the human skull to treat brain disorders. That's what they're wanting to do. It's a California startup called Bionaut Labs. Wasn't there? What was the the lady who shrank and would go inside the human body? And she always dressed like insane. She had insane outfits. She served up crazy looks. Who was? I can't remember her name. It's the microbot co-founder and CEO. His name is Michael Spiegelmacher. It's mm. really it's a name. If you're gonna have a name, you better go hard, man. Uh, they said that they're gonna. They can carefully. They're planning to carefully guide these microbots through the brain using magnets. <laughs> this almost sounds like a meme, but it's not. No, for real. Uh, they said that one of their most famous examples is a book by uh, Isaac Asimov called "Fantastic Voyage" and blah 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 miniature spatial to treat a blood clot. That's something that they want to do. Look, science can advance. I really wanted to share with you the woman who was accused of uncontrollably defecating and endangering cyclists but that'll wait for tomorrow we have ken paxton next
1: want a behind the scenes look at the dana show subscribe to dana's chapter and verse newsletter for a deeper dive in all things dana at DanaLash.com.
2: yeah first of all there's there's going to be a complete loss of operational control at the border once title 42 is lifted Uh, i also learned that these agents, these sheriffs, and everyone at the border has never seen the border as chaotic and as bad as it is right now. I've also learned that the crossing fees that the cartels are charging, so mind you, every single person that crosses cannot cross without the cartels and perimeter, and they've got to pay them, is as much as ten to 12000 per person. So do the math. When you have 200000 a month coming across, how much that's enriching the cartels.
0: Yeah, that's just, it's it's insane the amount of money that the cartels are making with this. I mean, I, I think some people have said the trafficking... That's happening. This is like a greater boon to the cartels than uh, the drug trade. Welcome back to the program. Third hour of our broadcast. I'm your hostess, Dana Lash. Joining me now, Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton on all of this. He's been super busy lately, obviously, because here we got Title 42. Biden's expected to nix this coming up in May. Uh, And then we have this influx. We keep hearing about caravans that are coming towards the border. And then today, the first bus from the border uh, that was transporting people who entered illegally arrived in. Nice, beautiful, sunny D.C., right? Just, cap, just steps away from the Capitol. Uh, I w- we got to talk about all of this. First off, sir, it's good to have you. Thank you so much. And how many buses are we anticipating that are going to be going to D.C. from the border?
3: I think you're going to see a lot. I know that they're preparing like 900 buses, so it could be quite the caravan. Obviously, yeah. Biden's been doing this for, for the last year and three months And now we're going to do the same thing, except we're sending them in a different direction.
0: So my next question, because I'm, I'm looking at this from kind of like a 10th Amendment commandeering sort of thing, because I would imagine that Texans are paying for the transport of the people who entered illegally to D.C., correct? That is correct. Can we get a deduction on our, our any kind of taxes that we're all paying to the federal government or anything else for the amount of money that Texans are, uh, you know, that we're forced to incur as a result of the federal government's inaction on immigration?
3: Well, and that's not the only cost. The border wall that we're building, the uh, increased security with our state police and others that we're paying for, it's billions. And uh, I, I'm looking for the right lawsuit to, to bring that Particular claim on behalf of all Texans. So, and I should mention April 26 will be in front of the US Supreme Court. We've won all the way up. But the Remain in Mexico mm-hmm. program that was instituted by Trump, the Biden administration has been losing, 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 and not implementing we're finally at the final arresting place and hopefully it will be the final arresting place of them violating federal law as it relates to the asylum program.
0: Yeah, that's, that's insane to think uh, we're talking to the attorney general of Texas, Kim Paxton. It's insane to think that, that uh, their argument that the left makes that, oh, in order to be able to, to go through the asylum process, you have to cross into the country first. And then, you know, that's, that's not how that's where you always, you, you go to, you know, your, your embassy or whatever in your country of origin. And that's how that process goes. Uh, this, uh, situation with the buses. the first bus arrived and apparently so the, the report is that people are can get on voluntarily what prevents and i kind of know the answer to this question but you can explain it better than i can what prevents you or the governor saying you know what instead of going to dc let's send the buses back across over the border and just take them back to mexico or wherever yeah
3: so the, the challenge we have is a case called v. arizona where Supreme court during the Obama administration, it was a five, three decision. I think Roberts and Kennedy joined three of the liberals and they stopped Arizona from passing laws that would have done what the federal government wasn't doing. Now I want to get another case. I'm hoping that the legislature, the governor at some point will do something that the Biden administration sues us over and we can take that back up. Cause I think that case was wrongly decided. It cannot be that a governor can't do anything about crime and cartels. I mean, basically, the Biden administration's in business. They're in partnership with the cartels to do this. They're they're advertising, hey, bring them, we'll, we'll take care of it. The cartels are making money. We shouldn't have to let that happen.
0: That's a very, and that's a good point that you made. We're talking with Ken Paxton. The administration, essentially, whether intended or not, they are working. I mean, it is kind of a partnership with the cartels because you have, I mean, they're making tons of money off of bringing people across the border. Democrats are saying this is the way to conduct immigration. Uh that's I mean, that's a strong accusation.
3: No, it's it's true. I mean, I think they're they're basically in a partnership. It's it's unstated. It's probably undocumented. But when you're the president of the United States and you announce on day one of your administration, that, hey, we're not going to deport anybody. And then they violate federal law every way we turn and continue to allow anybody into the country, whether they have COVID, whether they don't have COVID, they don't get tested. Hmm. We let them in whether they're terrorists, terrorist crime. We don't know. We don't vet them you're the cartels know the deal, right? I mean, the Biden administration has made it very clear. So in my, that's an asset agreement between parties. The Biden administration is in partnership with the cartels and they're benefiting from it. Both sides are getting what they want.
0: Yeah. what gets me talking with, with Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, what really gets me about this is that this is and, and you you mentioned Arizona versus U.S., which was exactly what I knew you would be able to explain it better than I could. And that's when I correct me if I'm wrong on this. That's when that was Jan Brewer's big fight when they were trying to stop when they were trying to stop this illegal entry across their border. Uh, they were shut down by Obama, Biden. What gets me is that this is a federal program, essentially. I mean, this is federal. These are federal regulations. And the federal government is demanding that states and border states are paying this this astronomical cost of this i mean border states are bearing the the biggest part of the burden and they're telling these states you have to deal with our action you have to pay for it you have to staff it how does that not violate or conflict with like prince v us uh, prince versus united states which was about a 10th amendment right the federal government cannot demand that states pay for and then administer federal programs that the federal government is demanding that they do because i mean couldn't you argue that that's essentially what's happening here
3: oh absolutely i I think it is it's it's, by the way i I think we're all border states now obviously
0: yeah it's a good point
3: suffered greatly but because of transportation of drugs and transportation of people and the biden administration basically taking the hand off from the cartels and then flying them around in the middle of the night I mean, every state is a border state that that the Biden administration says is a border state. So we're all incurring costs. and I cannot imagine that the Supreme Court, with its current makeup, would sit there. We know that three of those judges were there at the time, at least two of them were there at the time, that made the right decision. I can't imagine having seen the cost and the loss of lives, whether it's through drug overdoses or COVID or whether it's through just crime, that they would say oh yeah if the vitamin or the uh, yeah if they they want to sit there and allow this to happen despite federal law in opposition to that they can do it and states you can't do anything about it they can pass laws abdicate that responsibility and then you're stuck taking all the negative
0: of it yeah that doesn't it, it doesn't make any sense to me i know uh you've talked to you've talked about this before attorney general ken paxton the cost that's associated with this? Because when you consider whether it's medical, you know, emergency room visits, when you consider all of the costs that go into this, how much are Texas taxpayers actually on the hook for when it concerns illegal entry?
3: I, I think the number, we have direct costs, right? We're, we're spending money on the border, billions, and on the wall, billions. And then we also have the cost, as you said, of, of healthcare, of law enforcement, of education, because we're required, according to another U.S. Supreme Court case from the 80s, to educate people that come here illegally. So there's no, I mean, of course, people are going to come here. There's no disincentive. Everything is. We'll take care of you. We'll pay for everything. Just get here. And the cartels, you know, they're, they're they're they've made this a massive business of human trafficking, which we always thought was a bad thing. Now the Biden administration is not only saying it's not a bad thing; they're they're in, you know they're empowering them.
0: Mm. And it's amazing that I, I mean, well, not really so much with this administration, uh, but. There's nothing done with this administration or any South American leadership. I mean, I get that there's a a lot of corruption that's taking place in a lot of these governments from these respective countries that people are, are coming from. But the fact that there isn't any kind of effort at all whatsoever from D.C. to maybe perhaps ease this burden or work with. And, you know, it seems like they could work with Mexican leadership. It seems like that might be the best bet and and find out some kind of way to reduce the influx and the burden at the border because I know you've seen this before border patrol agents the amount of land that they have to cover and i nobody wants to take that job it's under people they're accused of horrible things even though they're predominantly hispanic they're they're called racist or white adjacent or everything else that they're whipping people with horse reins i mean i i feel so badly for people who live and for people who work at the border what can be done i mean if the federal government's not going to do anything what power does texas have
3: so we're limited and I think we have to keep following these lawsuits. We're, we're working our way up, but we're getting our first one in the US Supreme Court. I think that's going to matter. He has to re-implement these, this asylum program where you can't just come in and claim asylum and disappear. That's going to be effective in reducing some of the numbers. But you're right. I mean, working with Mexico, we may have to do it ourselves. That was effective under the Trump administration and all of these things that were in place because we know it was effective because the numbers from the Obama administration went way down under Trump. And then when uh, Biden took them all away, the numbers went up 300 percent. So we know those things work and they know that these things work. And so that's that's mm. the reality. I was uh,
0: I, I was happy to see people like Henry Cuellar and some of these other Democrats out there who are at the border really you know cross that bridge and work with the republicans because they could see the damage that was being done and they were also having a lot of faith lost in them by the people yeah, they were representing yeah. but i think queer has gone quiet for a while and i don't know if that's because i you know i know he's up for re-election i think he's in a tough battle against some squad-backed opponent um what, are there any democrats that that are, you're looking to forge partnerships with to maybe uh or maybe that you have partnerships with at this point
3: well, I think they're scared. Uh, I think part of the reason they're scared is what happened to Quare. Suddenly, the FBI was investigating him as soon as he started speaking out about this. <laughs> suddenly he was he maybe was that's why
0: with... they missed this guy up in New York because they were too busy well, doing all those other stuff. that's reality. I, mean,
3: I think if you speak out, they come after you and and I think the message has been sent to Quare you, you better shut up wow. or we're put... that's how that's how things work today.
0: That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable. I mean, it's like it's it's worse now. Is it worse now under this administration than it was under Obama-Biden? Because it was really bad mm-hmm. under Obama-Biden. And I, I mean, give us some perspective.
3: I, it was pretty. Obama set this up. I mean, he set the tent center of this whole thing of, of presidents don't have to follow the law, we don't have to follow the Constitution, moving more towards a you know, an oligarchy or a dictatorship away from a uh, constitutional republic. Biden has fed that up, and I think largely because Biden didn't know what's going on, but his people do, and they're willing to sacrifice his approval ratings because he doesn't know what his approval ratings are, and they're willing to sacrifice those approval ratings because he he's the guy, right? They're going to just let him take the hit for all of this.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering, last question for you. Uh, we're talking with uh, a ter- Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton. I'm curious if Democrats would be— more receptive perhaps to controlling illegal entry at the border if you know since texas's hands are tied pending litigation you know if republicans started going down there like they were going to gas stations and registering people to vote at gas stations i mean hey if that's how we're going to do it why not send teams of republicans down to the border down to del rio down to rgv and just start registering people to vote republican of course
3: well you know what the the one we are at a disadvantage as you say because we are limited by the truth the law and decency and at other times it doesn't seem like the other side is limited by any one of those three and the reason we're limited we really actually care about doing it the right way and the constitution if we ignore it like they do means if we don't no one believes in the constitution we're not a free country so we are they have more tools at their discretion because they're willing to do things we won't do because they're wrong
0: I will have to say I'm totally willing to go and register people to uh, to vote Republican. I mean, you're 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 being the better angel here. I'm not. (laughs) I'm telling you what I'm willing to do. (laughs) I'll play dirty. It's all right. (laughs) I will not break any law. I just realized I'm talking to the top cop in the republic. Totally lawful behavior, sir.
3: No, I have to swear to pull the station. It's one of my jobs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we, yeah, and as I say this facetiously, but yes, we, and that's what makes us different because we, I mean, a republic is only as strong as the, as the ob- observance of the law of the land. And so that's what makes us different. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton, sir, it's a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time today.
1: Absolutely. Thanks a lot. Have a great day.
0: You too. Take care.
1: Listen to The Dana Show live on the Odyssey app. Weekdays, noon to 3 p.m. Eastern Time.
0: I love this song. Danalash.com. Make sure you go sign up for my newsletter, Chapter and Verse. All kinds of good stuff in that daily. And we're making some changes, getting some final things put in place. So there's going to be more things coming at you in that. I just realized as I was talking about it, I was telling Kayness, talking to A.G. Paxson like pretty sure I'm advocating for like breaking law here. So facetiously because I could hear the glorified um, lotion bringers of George Soros over at Media Matters. I could just hear the headline being crafted. Lotion bringers it's a real job, man. Work is work. Work is work, Kane. Puts the lotion in the basket. Work is work. Just say, ooh, question. Could that movie be made today? Because, you know, That's the other woke headline that I ran out of time to share with you because now apparently classical paintings are hurting people's feelings. So, how in the world could they have made Silence of the Lambs? Silence of the Lambs. It puts the lotion in the basket. Look at me. I'm wearing lady skin. Wearing lady skin. Ma'am. Right?
2: There's so much that was just done a decade or more ago that could not even be done today. There's so much. I mean, we're talking TV shows, movies. I mean, how could you? People
0: would be boycotting that. They would be boycotting that movie because they would be like, "I don't like how this guy's portrayed." Well, he's a murderer. Yeah, London—they had a museum. They slapped some of these classical paintings with a misogyny, a misogyny label. I'm not making this up. This actually happened because everything sucks. So, uh, one, this one painting by Edward Manet, depicting a female bartender uh, staring at a male customer seen in a mirror image, has been reinterpreted as unsettling. And some people are saying that the presence of the, that it's sexist because the presence of the female subject staring at the male character, it's misogynistic. She's a victim of her circumstances. How sad and pathetic is your life that you want to go and look at classical paintings of people who have more talent than you and complain about the content of that painting that was done hundreds of years before you were born?
2: Was AOC the bartender?
0: I mean, we're, this is like their living chum. I don't know how to, what else to say about these people. That's just what it is living breathing chum what Uh, it is it's true right oh my gosh just saying so yeah they they painting depicts a woman that the artist knew who worked at this uh notorious bar at the time that was apparently popular with prostitutes and people are saying oh the bartender's making herself available to male customers it's like she's like a courtesan." this is this is so sexist oh my gosh stop we are getting dumber as a society I want that big ice rock to hit us, Kane. I know it'll be like 2031. I'll never be on board
2: with somebody trying to convince me to be offended by their interpretation. So stupid. Yeah. So
0: stupid. I'm not, yeah, you can be a pansy. That's okay. Go ahead. Exactly. Be upset over everything. I'm not going to join you in this. All right, today's stupidity. All
2: right, it's Not So Sunny Host, and this is what she had to say on The View.
0: Um, and that, that's just the bottom line. Americans just aren't, aren't great to each other. We just aren't. And so when it comes to things like flying, yeah, you know, the, the mask you mandate is supposed to be lifted April 18th. I don't want to get on a plane with super spreaders. I don't want to get on a plane with 214 other people. Okay, bye.
2: Um, bye, girl. The HEPA filtration, we already know that it's, it's safer prevention. to be on the plane without a mask than it is to be in the airport with a mask.
0: How dare you do your science at me? It's mansplaining tomorrow is thursday which means it's friday eve it's good friday eve folks i'll be back with you tomorrow have a great night sign up for the newsletter